Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Kessanari-King. Today, I am pleased to have Greg Kreshmar with me from Summersworth. Welcome, Greg. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Laura. Pleasure yes. to be here. And tell us what kind of art you do. I do, uh, I do photography. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically, I do landscape and, and, and wildlife. That's okay. been what I've kind of... Uh, that's what I do the most. Yeah. So we always like to find out, um, since it's Artists of New England, your affiliation to New England. Well, I'm a, I'm a lifelong New Hampshire resident. You're I was, a lifelong. Yeah, I'm a lifer. I'm <laughs> a, a lifer. I'm a lifer. I say it like it's some kind of sentence. I think you have a badge. You should have a badge. <laughs> no, I just, uh, you know, there's been plenty of opportunities to, to be elsewhere. Yeah. And um, I love it here. I mean, I always have. I, I grew great. up in the small town of, of Summersworth. Um, I went to college at UNH, you know, uh, by choice. Mm-hmm. I was accepted at a few different uh, universities, um, but I went there by choice. Yeah. And I found a job here in Portsmouth uh, 35 years ago. Yeah. And the job has changed and I've changed, but I've been able to stay yeah. at the same spot. It's a rare yeah, type great. of story, but um, and it's a beautiful one. spot. Yeah, right. I mean, that's my thing. Is why everything is is here: the mountains, the ocean, the city. Yeah. You know, uh, Boston's just an hour away. Right. So I everyone didn't... fights from all over the country to get here. Yeah, I did not find the need to leave. So, so we're about a minute in, and people, if they didn't catch your name, are saying, "Wow, his voice sounds so familiar." So, tell us what your day job is. Uh, my day job is <laughs> I host a radio show on uh, WHEB based in Portsmouth, but it's also on uh, WGIR in Manchester and four other stations throughout New England. Okay. And I host a show called Greg in the Morning Buzz. All so, right. Yeah, that's Not my just day job. Any show, but it has your name. Yeah, it's got a name on it. It's crazy. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, so talk, if you would, start um, with maybe childhood explorations of anything artistic at all. And then obviously, where did photography I guess, come in? I guess it started, uh, I, was, I was a doodler. A doodler? I, I guess I, okay. I, I drew, yeah. you know. Um, I drew, I took art classes, you know, through high school. And um, I did probably buy my first camera when I was 16. Okay. Maybe maybe seventeen. What kind? It was a Mamaya Secore. <laughs> I don't think I've heard. Yeah, that. I don't think anybody else has either. <laughs> I know it was the blue light special at, okay. at uh, Kmart, but um, and I just loved uh, I loved being able to take a piece of life hmm. and put it in one little frame, like a so, win a window frame. So at sixteen, was this your own money you went out? Yes. So what influenced that? At sixteen, money's really precious. What what made you go buy a camera? I, you know, it's. I, I I remember saving up because okay. I, I wanted that. one. Yeah. yeah, I saved up because I I wanted one. And was it uh, National Geographic magazines? What? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, Life magazine. You remember the, yeah. the giant Life magazines yeah. with the photos? But I I like the idea of um, taking a snapshot of life. Mm. But it was my snapshot. Yeah. That's what I wanted to show or right. or see. 
Okay. In a, in a great big picture, yes. I wanted to show you this little piece over here. Mm. That's one of the okay. things that drew me to it. So, nice. Yeah. So in that day, you were probably shipping it off and little package. And Actually, in high school, I was in the dark room. Oh, <gasps> you were. And uh, yeah, I was right. in the dark room. Yeah. And then after that, it was yeah, it was the uh, at home. Uh, no, I didn't never never did it at home. Okay. But uh, then I I kind of uh, I did drop it off the store that mm -hmm. kind of stuff and and then I kind of got away from it. Yeah, uh, for okay. a, a long period of time with college and yeah. and life, and and I picked it back up again in uh, two thousand and eight. Nice. So yeah, great. Yeah. So I think you're friends with Scott Thorpe. Yeah. You guys go traipsing about the countryside. We and do very strange things <laughs> yes. to get shots. Yeah. I'm learning more about you photographers that you you do kind of do some risky business sometimes. My wife would agree. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, when you when you go out like and Scott's a great photographer who I learn from every time we go out. Yeah, you know he's the kind of guy that has an eye that's much more technical mm -hmm. uh, than I am. I've learned a lot from him. Um, maybe he's learned a little bit uh, from me. I, I don't know, but uh, he's he's one of those artists like a lot of artists. When you mm -hmm. see them and you appreciate their work, they inspire you okay. to do better. That's what I get from from Scott Thorpe and, and other photographers as well. But when you go out and you're you're looking either for something or at something, mm -hmm. there are times when maybe you take risks, you know, that mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't do. Nothing crazy. Yeah. But I mean, you'll find yourself in positions that the normal person would not be in. <laughs> yes, correct. So what about training and education for this? Is this something you you've had any workshops. I don't know how you guys do this stuff. Is it you know, I don't know how everybody does it. Okay. I, right. I mean, that's the thing with art is yeah. that how your path is your path. Yeah. And I, uh, I picked up the camera again in 2008 and I just started, uh, shooting emotionally. Okay. That's, I guess the way I, what the way I think about it, I don't know if it's what it's called. I just know how mm -hmm. I think about mm -hmm. it. Um, my, the photography that I try to do and the things I try to shoot are emotional for me. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of camera were you picking up in 2008? The original one? I think I picked used? up a Nikon D50. Okay. So yeah. you've got, and now this was still film? Or it, no, this was digital. digital. I, I, I started uh, again with a digital camera and uh, I shot completely, I, I shot an automatic mode. Mm. I just, I was a point and shoot kind of guy in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then the more you learn, then you switch over to manual and it gives you more artistic freedom wow. to do things. But yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I read on your website, your daughter had had a serious illness. Is this in, in any way um, inspired you to pick up the camera again? Was it at that time? That's or? It's actually, yeah, it's exactly really yeah. what happened. Okay. I, I guess I, I had the camera probably before 2008 um, because I wanted to take pictures of the kids playing sure. sports. Uh, in 2008, my daughter had a, an arterial venous malformation, which is basically, um, it's a type of aneurysm. Okay. It's a type of stroke, wow. a blood vessel. It's a, it's a series of, um, twisted little, tiny little blood vessels in the brain that wow. burst. And how old was she? She was 15. Wow. And, um, it, you know, it was the kind of thing that nobody wants to go through where they sit you down and they say, Ugh. you know, she may not walk. She may not go back to school. Wow. That's and then there's the other thing that you don't know. You never want to hear or talk mm -hmm. about. Um, but fortunately for us, it acted like a candle that kind of blew itself out. 
and they didn't need to do brain surgery. But there was probably a week-long wait for that answer. So yeah, a year. Right. And then the recovery and a little bit of a setback down the road. So that year, that that spring into summer was a real wake-up call. Mm. And after that, the doctor told us, you know, the the head uh, neurosurgeon down at Boston Children's told us six months from now, you're not going to know what hit you. Mm-hmm. He said, you're, you're fine now because mm-hmm. you get through it for yeah. your kids. Six yeah. months from now, you, and he pointed to Valerie and I, yeah. he said, you're not going to know what hit you. Wow. And That's he was right. He took the time to, to tell oh, you all that. He was right. I, you, you, it hits you down mm-hmm. the road, and I didn't care about anything. Yeah. You know, if, if I lost a job, I lost a job, you know. Mm-hmm. And I vowed to stop taking things for granted. Yeah. Was, you know, you're all wrapped up in the job. Oh, you're yeah. all wrapped up in everything. And especially when the kids are young, they're yeah. so busy. You're just running, running, right. Running. And you're and you're 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 trained from a, being a kid to provide, provide, provide. Mm-hmm. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. And it was the great reckoning mm-hmm. for us, where okay, we our priorities are out of whack. Right. Part of dealing with that made me vow that I would not take things for granted. So I started bringing the camera with me mm-hmm. and taking pictures of things that you pass by on the road all the time, but never look at. Mm-hmm. And that's the prevailing theme of everything I shoot is that wow. is stopping and taking a look at what, what is right in front of you. Wow. And that's, that's the story. I love it. So um, that's a great story and it got you doing something that we're also thankful for yeah your and, work is beautiful and well thank you and, and 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 what it does is though it also it also opens you up to so much more than that mm-hmm. you know you'll see you'll see things that you wow that was right there in front of me this whole time <laughs> i pass that every single day yeah and it also kind of makes you want to seek out those things yeah. so then you go the places that you wouldn't normally go mm. and you know you're standing in front of a 30-foot waterfall at six o'clock in the morning and there's nobody around and it's just you and that waterfall. And that's a moment. Like in all of the pictures that I've taken, I could tell you the temperature, what the ground felt like underneath my feet, the sound that I yeah. heard. It's that kind of thing. That's what photography, that to me, that's where I get my piece from photography. Nice. So nice. We have some, a beautiful body of work on your website. So um, we'll list that at the end. It's a catchy name, in yeah. fact. Cretchy. <laughs> well, nobody's spelling Kretschmar. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's <laughs> so good, just yeah. made it easier. <laughs> very, very wise. Um, I, well, let's get to one of the geeky questions that all the photographers that listened would like to know. What do you use now for equipment? Did you already, is that what you got in 2008? Yeah, the, I, I got, uh, right now I have a uh, Nikon D750, which is primarily a, a landscape camera, which okay. I, I love. I would... I would buy another one today. Mm. I absolutely love the camera, and I also have a a D five hundred, which is more of a um, action camera. You know, animals, okay. birds. So you carry them both when you go out, and all this equipment. And well, it would be silly to leave one at home <laughs> <laughs> because eventually I'm going to wish I had it. Oh uh, my! Yeah, no, I yeah, you you do, and it, there are times when you go out with a specific goal in mind and okay. a place, but you never know what you're going to encounter along mm-hmm. the way. Wow. So, okay, so back to your, your body of work. Um, I mean, it's all striking and beautiful, but I have to say, how are you getting these bald eagles? 
And where are they? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I was I was uh, out yesterday morning, uh, okay. and it was a Sunday morning, and I went up to the Nubble um, to shoot. It's been under construction all summer. Yeah. And that's a nice place to go because you can always, the sky is such a character in whatever picture, in the surf, you know, and mm-hmm. I hadn't been there in many months. And so I went and the sunrise was less than thrilling. Mm-hmm. And so on my way back, I, I just zipped past a place where I knew there to be a nest and oh, the nest okay. was empty. Oh. And so I drove past it. And as I drove past it, I looked about 300 yards back in the back of a creek. Mm. And I thought, hmm, there they are. Wow. So there were there were two of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, that nest in York, and it's pretty it's pretty well known. It's not a, a okay. big secret. But just yesterday, you know, you you go and you you see them, and then you wait, and yeah. it's all about patience. Yeah. And after a while, you can learn from what they do. They're amazing to watch because they have patterns. Hmm. They have things that uh, you know certain movements and things. You know, okay. Get ready. Okay. Here she goes. Oh, wow. And then she flies. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But usually they're, you know, they're a few hundred yards away. You don't get real close. Yeah. Um, unless they fly up to you, oh. which they have done. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. To, to check you out. No, I think that uh, it's happened on a few occasions where uh, I was getting in the car and they flew to a branch above me and I looked oh. up and they were, they're not afraid. <laughs> and I don't pose wow. a risk. And uh, there was another time when one flew probably 20 yards in front of me and hovered in the air because it was looking at, I think, a mouse in the creek in front of me. But those are the moments like you're there alone and there's this six and a half foot wingspan bird flapping its wings looking down right in front of you and it takes your breath away. Yeah. Takes your breath away. Yeah. Now, I live in Alton Bay and there's this little tiny point that sticks out called Sandy Point, in fact, and they come from a riverbed down a ways, but they come up and they'll come up and we see them. Always, right. Always two. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I think I've only seen them once this year. So. Well, I, I will tell you that there are more yeah. around Alton Bay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I know that there are. <laughs> I, I, know of a, I know of a few sites that, yeah. that have nests that yeah. uh, property owners have allowed me to, to go oh, on. Oh, nice. Yeah, which nice. is nice. They're so big. They're, they're just beautiful in flight. And When they, they fly over you, you can hear them. Uh, well, and, I've never been outside when they've come. Yeah. I've, I've only ever seen, at least, no, I'm sure they've come there when I'm not there. But, you know, when uh, I catch them, it's through the, we have cathedral windows and I can just watch them, right? It's beautiful. They'll take your breath away. Yeah. They literally take your breath yeah, well, away. Well, your, your shots are amazing. Thank you. Okay, so let's move on to moose. Yes. <laughs> I have lived in New Hampshire now for <laughs> eight years and I've never seen a moose and I spend considerable time near the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How do you do this? It's, it, you know, it's, there's no, I wish I had a secret that I could tell you. <laughs> I don't. Uh, with the eagles, it's different because you find where they, where they nest and then you can okay. position yourself and you just, it's a matter of waiting. The moose are the kind of thing I sh- I've, I've shot a lot in, in Maine, um, you know, up north in Maine. And it's just a matter of you know, being in the right place at the right time. And oh my gosh, wow. there's a moose. And there are a couple of times when you will you stake out a place and you wait, and animals feel you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is my belief. I do. Yeah. Animals feel you, yeah. and they know. I think they know if you have any other intent other yeah. than to. I never get too close. Mm-hmm. I never advance mm-hmm. on an animal. I respect the animal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I get, I'll take some pictures and then I back away and I leave them alone. So is this in, on hiking trails or? It could be on hiking trails. It's on logging roads, a okay. lot on logging roads up in Maine. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine has a camp up there and, um, and, and you, you can just see them. There's been a real tick problem with, uh, with mm-hmm. moose up in Maine. Yeah. Um, so the numbers are, are down, but you know, moose are very generally docile. Yeah. And you can, you can see them and enjoy them for a little bit and then just yeah. let them be, you know. That's nice. So when you're out looking for the moose, is that when you've come across the bears or do you go out for those too? <laughs> I feel like, you know, <laughs> primarily I shoot rocks and trees, but I have had some pretty good luck running into animals. Especially um, bears. I, yeah, the ba- oh my gosh, I was looking at those. The bears were uh, apparently a family of bears that walk around, that, are, that have a home up near the Mount Washington Hotel area. And my wife and I were driving down the road and then up on a distant hill I, I looked up and i'm like that's that's a bear oh, wow. and uh and then there was two bears and then there was three and then four um oh and uh i got out of the car and i stood by the car i never advanced i never okay. made any noise yeah and i uh i shot uh a few frames <laughs> and then the bear apparently sniffed me yeah and lifted its head and then stood up oh and I might have tripped, <laughs> trying to oh. over myself, kind of like, oh my god! It was a good distance away. Yeah. I had a, a pretty hefty lens on, yeah. but um, I've never seen a bear stand up, let alone. But uh, it was just beautiful. She stood up. She looked left. She looked right. Mm-hmm. There was no noises. They bears make noises when they're agitated. Okay. Um, and there was none of that. And then right back down she went, and she kept eating with her with her cubs. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. But see, a moment like that. It makes your, never mind your day, it yeah. makes your weekend. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful baby bears with a with a mama bear and you saw it. Wow. Not in a zoo. Yeah. In totally in their environment, not mm-hmm. yours. It was, mm-hmm. it was great. It was just beautiful. Wow. That's, that's pretty awesome. And then you have a bunch of other series. What would be your favorite to shoot? Do you have a favorite? I guess uh, because of the. The job that I have, which involves getting up early, I'm I'm more of a morning person, and I I love to shoot uh, the sun. Like uh, mm. sunrises uh, are are intrigue me because um, they're hopeful. Yeah, that's that's the way I look at it. Mm. You know, it's the it's it's pushing out the dark. It's bringing in the light. Mm-hmm. There's a million metaphors that apply to a sunrise, and I love the feel of it. I yeah. love being out in the middle of, you know, in the middle of the edge of the ocean yeah. with nobody else around yeah. and it's me and it's the sunrise and it's like, it's my own personal show. And do you ever just, I think this when I'm down there, do you ever think, where is everybody? Can they, do they not know what's happening here? <laughs> I think it all the time. <laughs> so, I, I, Valerie, my so wife and I beautiful. were up at Portland Headlight one day and we, uh, for a sunrise and it was the, it was probably the most unbelievable sunrise yeah. i've ever seen and i looked at it, i said can you believe yeah no one is here to I see know. it no i i think that too yeah I, but that's the beauty of it yeah that's your moment right right i mean yeah. when you see that and you see that happen i i could like i said i could tell you the sound of the gravel yeah you know underneath my feet it was a it was a thanksgiving morning probably four years ago scott thorpe and i mm-hmm. we went up it just snowed uh, heavy the night before. We went to Tamworth mm-hmm. and we shot around the Chikoroa area and then we went into Tamworth Village and we come upon this scene that is 
it's Courier and Ives yeah. come to life. And yes. I just looked at him and he looked at me. That, that little town and, 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 I, and I said, can you believe that yep. we're seeing this? Yeah. Untouched. It was just a matter of point the camera and click. And all you had to do was put yourself in that spot. Right. Just go out and look and be there. Yeah. And the moment's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find um, you prefer to shoot alone or do you, is it... Maybe um, depending on what you're after. So I do shoot mostly alone. Okay. I, I do shoot mostly alone, but no, I love going out with, you know, I, it, but to me, uh, it's a personal thing. Yeah. Like photography, I have a very public job, but photography for me is very personal. Mm. So when I do it, I want to be with people that I don't have to be public with. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's, uh. It's, we definitely laugh and joke around and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But you can sort of just talk about the things that photography means to you with someone, a kindred spirit, right. if you will. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what about apps? Do you use any of those apps to catch the sunrise here and there and all this stuff Scott was trying to explain? It was way over my head. I, was like, I might wow. have a couple. <laughs> Don't judge me. Oh, no. Um, no, it, it, what I use them for is uh, apps are wonderful things. And I learned about a lot of them from Scott uh, and Doug Harrington and other photographers that, you know, that I've, I've, I've met along the way. And the angle of the sun, where it's going to come up from based on where you're standing. Right. If I want to frame the sun over, you know, over a barn or a boat. Then I can go, okay, if I order to get this over the lighthouse, I, w I have to be 300 yards over there. Mm -hmm. And it can really, it makes things a, a lot easier for you. But apps can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. But they're also sometimes wrong. Ah. In order to be a landscape photographer, you pretty much have to be a weatherman. And predicting <laughs> the clouds and the color in the sky can be a challenge. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Why no? What's somebody, even the weatherman, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll say it's going to be the greatest sunrise. You get out there and it's a it's dud. You know. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell about your process a little bit. With um, I'm still learning about photography process. So you take the picture. It's digital. What happens? Um, I try. I'm a one shot. There's there's a million things that you can do uh, with a camera okay. and to get an image. You can take one frame, single shot, yeah. and that's your image. That's what I do. Okay. I'm a single shot photographer. Wow. However, other people will take five, six shots, all with different exposures and different settings, and then combine them uh -huh. in order to sort of make one piece that is, uh, they, you focal stack it where this little corner and the uh -huh. foreground is in focus, then another picture, wow. and then you combine them so that your focus is really crisp the entire, through the entire image. Okay. Um, there are other times you do that for exposure. You can, you can shoot one picture to set the exposure for the, the foreground and another for the background. Hmm. Let's say it's a full moon and it's really bright, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so there's a lot of different things you can do in the camera. I'm a single shot guy. Hmm. Um, and then I, I shoot it and I'll take it home and I, I usually uh, I look at it in Lightroom. Um, and the only thing I use Photoshop for is to uh, is to remove blemishes. I'm sorry. What do you mean the Lightroom? Lightroom is a program. Uh, it's an editing software oh, oh. For, for photography. Oh, I'm for thinking. Pictures. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a Lightroom. <laughs> Dark room. Lightroom. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> What's um, changed here? Okay. But it, you know, in, in, I, I with see. digital photography, you can control much more. If if it's a, a dark spot, you could lighten it a little bit. Okay. You know, you could, like I said, remove blemishes and, and things like that. But I try to keep it 
close to what I saw. Okay. You know? And then do you print them yourself at all and frame them and put them anywhere? Or um, how does that work? I have, I have a website that where they do all that because oh, they nice. can do it better than I yeah, can. Yeah, I saw from yours so yeah. people can buy prints. Yeah, then... yeah. Okay. Um, nice. and, and with the full-time job, I wouldn't have the time to do that. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it wasn't – selling was ancillary. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the goal. Sure. And it still isn't the goal. Yeah. I shoot for me. Mm-hmm. I shoot to make me feel. Yeah. And the selling is a bonus. So know? then success for you as a photographer is what you get out of exactly. it. Completely. Exactly. Nice. Any upcoming projects? Um, projects. I mean, you know. The, or I, dream shoots. Yeah. There's all <laughs> kinds of dream shoots. I can tell you that. I was When that Powerball was big, I was. I had a list of dream you shoots. You had it spent. Um, I, uh, no, like I said, I'm a, you know, I, there are places that I want to visit. You know, to uh, to just spend a day mm-hmm. or or a few days, and I've always wanted to go out to Yosemite, you know, yeah. and spend some time there. But I mean, I love I love New England. This past summer, I took a weekend and I went up the coast of Maine by myself, mm-hmm. um, and it was so therapeutic in a lot of ways because all I did was see things, yeah, quietly, and just me and the camera early in the morning watching lobstermen load the boats watching them go out to sea wow. with the sun rising in the background on on ocean water that was as smooth as glass mm. and spending a weekend going okay now i'm going to shoot over to popham beach now i'm going to go over here without worrying about somebody else mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and my wife will, will come with me sometimes but mm-hmm. Some, I don't want to feel like I'm dragging her around, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And she's, yeah. she's obviously very independent. But mm-hmm. those are the kind of things that I, I want to do more of. At the same time, maintaining a balance yeah. <laughs> with, with the rest of my life, you know. Yeah. But I really, I really enjoyed that. Right. Is there any one photographer you'd just love to spend the day with? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It, it really is a mutual admiration society when mm. it comes to the photographers that I've met and that I know and other ones that I watch and I don't okay. know, you know, I, uh, Scott and I met and another friend, you know, Doug Harrington, we kind of met all at the same time and we're kind of like-minded. I think we were all brought to the camera as a way of dealing with other things. Mm-hmm. And the more I talk to photographers, the more I see that as a real theme. I don't know hmm. if painters paint out of a need to uh, the same kind of need that in, made me get into mm-hmm. photography. I think late life painters do. Maybe. <laughs> like me. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I know yeah. President Bush. It, I knew Frank Sinatra did it. Sh- yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, actually when I first started with the camera, I wasn't even the one that noticed. It was my wife. Ah. She said, you know, you haven't, you've done this ever since. And then it, it all kind of hit me. I'm like, wow, she's right. Yeah. It's a way of kind of dealing with coping and um, right. smelling the proverbial roses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question. Well, yeah. Do you go to see artwork displayed anywhere? I love to. I shows? love to look at it. I love to watch. You know, I love to look at other people's work. Yeah. Um, I'm inspired by it. I never critique it. Yeah. I'm never critical because not my place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Art. It's not my. I can have a feeling. I can look at a painting on the wall here. And it makes me feel something. And that's my feeling. That's personal. Yeah. I would never think to critique someone else's work. Mm. If they asked, that's one thing. 
Right. But I, I'm always amazed <laughs> at people who find how free who, they are. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> How do you handle that? Do you get that? You I, get I, I did. Uh, it's hard for me because I, I work in, like I said, in a public job that mm-hmm. um, criticism is everyday type of thing. And yeah. I, it's not a problem. Okay. Photography is personal. Yeah. It's not yeah. a product. It's not a part of a radio team. Yeah. It's a personal expression of something that I see or feel. Mm. I wish I could say I was better. Mm with criticism, but it, and this is a weakness maybe. Um, if you look at a picture of mine and you, say, and you say, well, you know, if you crop that out, you know, um, if you crop that out, there'd be better symmetry to it. I'll go, oh yeah, you're right. That's a, that's, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. But if you look at something and say, eh, I don't like it. <laughs> Then it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think people like, why'd like you to. Take s- that yeah. They don't like to say <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Like a singer who, who writes a song and sings it. It, it hurts yeah. when people say that because that's an expression of something that comes from the inside. Sure. You know, and I think people don't say that because it signals weakness. Mm. But. True. They can I, throw you for a loop for sure. I can handle curveballs. I, I mean, I can, I can handle it. But yeah. sometimes I'll be like, I don't understand what it takes for you to say that. Yeah. For me to look at a pic- a painting or a picture and go, I don't like that. I would never do that. <laughs> it's just common sense. Oh, gosh. So. Okay. So what about, we're going to get to some of your maybe craziest adventure stories, but we're going to start with the one that I first asked you about was this beautiful photo of two rocking chairs up in the loft, which you later told me was a barn. So yeah. tell me about that in Guilford, New Hampshire. I was uh, I was out driving around um, with no goal or place in mind. I just wanted to drive. It was foliage season. It was beautiful. I drove past this barn, and I looked at it, and I caught my eye. I drove past it about a quarter mile, turned around. <laughs> I drove past it a couple of times, mm. and it was early. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. So I went and shot someplace else, and I went back mm-hmm. at around 9. And I've always – it's been my experience that farmers – are the nicest people mm. in the world. And I won't go on someone's property without asking for permission. Yeah. And I knocked on the door because I heard him, I heard movement, you know, in the barn. And I asked, uh, the guy comes out and, he, and I said, hi, I'm just a local photographer. My name's Greg. I love this barn. Would you mind if I took a few pictures of it? He goes, mm-hmm. make yourself at home? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I started taking pictures of the outside of the barn and then a woman came out of the house <laughs> and she, she grabbed me by the hand. She said, come with me. I want to show you something. So, I'm, okay, that doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> so No, she, it gets better. Where'd she, she take you? She takes me into the barn and into the dark corner of the barn and down a series of steps. And I said, you know, I've seen a lot of horror movies. And I'm a little, and she laughed. She thought it was funny. Oh, and I didn't know what was going on. And then we're down a set of steps and then up a set uh, of steps. And then we come to this loft. Yeah. And it's, it's all wood. It's impeccable. And there's a lantern in the window in the sunlight with two wooden rocking chairs on each side of it. And I'm looking at it and it's just a beautiful room. And I'm looking and I see the cobwebs on the top of the rocking chair. Mm. And she wanted me to see it. Yeah. And I, the sun coming through, you know, the filtered light in the, in the morning, uh, she was so proud of that room. Yeah. 
And she had a good eye. That she, was a stunning shot. She took me in just to just to show me a stranger. Yeah. Just to show me, and it got back to what I was thinking about farmers. But she, I said, I, I set up the the uh, tripod and I started shooting, and she said, "Take as long as you want." Mm. And she's like, "I'm gonna go downtown. I'm gonna go downtown. I got some stuff to do." And I, and oh, she yeah. was going to leave me. Yeah. She trusted me to wow. be in her house. Oh my god. And and I sat there in this room and I, with the cobwebs on the chairs, and all I could think of was. I think I'd be in here every day. Wow. Right? Yeah. But to me, just standing there in that space in that moment um, was just, it was beautiful. Mm. Crazy. Surely you've got some risky business. Yeah, there's, you know, there's been times when, you know, I've been down on the rocks uh, on the ocean Ooh. and focusing on what I wanted to shoot. And so I was at Nubble Light and I was on a rock um, down by the water and the waves were pretty good size, but I looked at, the, I was shooting the water and I looked over to my right towards the sea and I saw a wave that was probably mm -hmm. four feet above the rock I was on, oh which puts it at waist level. Oh boy. And, uh, did you make it out of the way? I did not. Oh, you did? I did not. No, I, I, I sat, I, you have a split second. I had no time. I wasn't going to try and scramble down off a rock that was... Gosh maybe a little slippery to begin with. Oh yeah. But it was it was fine to be on. Like I was sturdy where I was. Okay. So instead of you always try to protect the gear yeah. instead <laughs> oh, of lifting what? the gear, which was my first reaction was to get the gear up higher, I used the tripod as uh, an anchor and I pulled down on the tripod oh. and leaned into the wave like a like I was taking a football hit. Yeah. Uh, my camera bag is waterproof. So the wave hit me at the waist and washed over the rock and uh oh, my. I was wet from the chest down yeah and it was april <laughs> and you got out of there I, oh i i got down slowly <laughs> i got april down slowly in New England. yeah <laughs> it's and like uh winter walked back to the car but the camera was fine and i did get the shot so that really is the reason <laughs> sometimes you do that you get wet wow. it happens you know wow you know but those are moments like that and there's uh uh you know shooting a sunrise on mount washington when oh you're standing on a, uh. a ridge and the the, the, the clouds are coming down over the mountain and they reach over you like fingers. You can watch them. You, they're, they're, they're literally 50 feet away. You are on away. Mount Washington. Yeah. They open, the, they open the mountain four times a year so that you can drive up the auto road oh. and you can shoot the sunrise. And the sun, the, the clouds come down like literally like fingers and you just watch them like kind of caress the mountain. Wow. And with the sun in the background and it's, it's about as close to a religious experience as you can yeah. get. Yeah, how do you, how do you, still shoot at a moment like that? I, you and know, how are you present enough to actually? You, it takes a, it takes a second when you watch it, and that's yeah. the one thing that I try to do is be in the moment. Yeah. Not just photograph the moment. Right. Take a second and like I, I'll never forget what that looked like. Wow. And then I took the camera, and then I because you can't capture. There's something like that you can't capture. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then you try to, yeah. you know, the, the best you can. But that's a gift. Mm. I, I honestly think that moments like that are gifts for the people that look. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's so, nice. Yeah. So that sounds like it might be your best piece of advice for everybody. But do you have something else that you'd like to add? For I think photographers, that, painters, every artist. That I, I think that it's, you know, the, the the two things that are the thrust of what I do are one of them is, you know, what I talked about. Take a look. Stop. Mm -hmm. Be in the moment. See the things that are around you. And 
one of the things that I put in, in a lot of my photos that involve the sun, you know, a sun peeking out from behind a, a barn, a sail, yeah. uh, a rock. Um, yeah, you've and, got one on, uh, under the pier. Yeah. Maybe a York Beach? Or, I uh, the pier at, um, the pier at uh, Old Orchard Beach. Old Orchard and Beach. That's what what I, I find that attractive because I always think that in life, I think a lot of things that about photography mirror the things in life. And um, I think the darkness, periods of darkness, like the ones my family and I went through, mm -hmm. are always followed by light. Mm -hmm. And even when it seems the darkest, like the sun's never going to come, yeah. it does. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of light showing itself in photos that I take. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I know to me that light signals hope and that's the message yeah. in the pictures that I take. Yeah. Well, they're, they're stunning and beautiful. Thanks. So I did also see you've got some 2019 calendars for sale. Yeah, I do. On yeah. Here. Yeah. 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 So um, tell us your website. Uh, it's Kretchy, K-R-E-T-C-H-Y.com. Okay. I wanted something short. <laughs> Yeah. And, and relatively easy. Yeah. Cretchy.com, actually. You, you did it. Yeah. Um, are you on social media at all? Basically? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Instagram. Uh, under G Cretchy and uh, Facebook under my name. And um, yeah, it's definitely um, the art form has uh, saved me in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that's not, I know that sounds weird and cliche. But it's just the only way to say it because it's it true. It is the only way to say it. And the I, more, I yeah, the more people that I meet yeah. that either do photography or painting, that's what they say about it all. Yeah, you know, is that it saves them. Yeah, you know, and as much as I may have a camera that I've worked up to, that's a nice camera. You can do it with your iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're out there and you're just looking around yeah. and seeing what's around you and taking a moment to take it in. That's a win. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much. For You're being welcome. On. Thank you very much. It was wonderful. It was enjoyable. We'll talk again. Bye. Bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.